Bill O'Reilly here, Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. Blue states bringing back COVID mandates. New York City grants non-citizens the right to vote in local elections. Consumers paying more for Christmas trees. Adults report the highest level of unhappiness in half a century. Also ahead, COVID being used to diminish freedom. But first, California reimposing the mask mandate for all indoor locations to slow COVID. New York's governor introduced similar rules last week. In total, 60 million Americans must now show proof of vax or cover their faces in most private businesses. Philadelphia also requiring vax passports for folks eating in restaurants. New cases of COVID in America up about 6% since October. 61% of the entire population now fully vaccinated. The New York City Council voting to allow 800,000 non-citizens the right to cast ballots in municipal elections. Mayor de Blasio leaves office in less than three weeks, thank God, letting the bill move forward despite Admitting it's unconstitutional, the measure clearly violates New York State's Constitution, which requires anyone casting a ballot to, quote, provide evidence that such citizen is 18 years of age. Inflation and supply chain problems causing prices for Christmas trees to spike Costs are up 20% in places like Minnesota, Massachusetts, California. The shortage of shrubbery also raising prices for artificial trees and decorations. According to the American Christmas Tree Association, 90% of U.S. families celebrate the birth of Jesus. 85% of households have at least one tree. New survey from the University of Chicago says the average adult in the USA is more unhappy today than any time in a half century. Just 14% of Americans say they're very happy, down from 31% in 2019. Folks blaming COVID inflation, the political climate, for the National Depression. Latest polls from Harvard show 60% of the public believe the country's heading in the wrong direction, which it is. In a moment, how COVID is taking away freedoms. That is next. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. 
So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, the COVID freedom situation. In the USA, the anti-vaxxers are dug in. Despite President Biden's promise to convince more than 70% of the population to accept the COVID shots, compliance remains in the 60% range. That means millions of folks are vulnerable to catching the virus and spreading it. Hard right people and African Americans remain the primary resistors. Both groups say the same thing. They don't trust the government. So the COVID beat goes on. The progressive movement is firmly behind forcing people to get vaccinated. The U.S. Constitution does not permit that unless Congress passes a new law. But the leftists are putting pressure on local governments to isolate the unvaxxed from commerce, which means you can't go into a restaurant or a gym or even your place of business. And it's worse in Europe. Beginning in February, it looks like Austrians could be fined more than $4,000 a month for refusing to get vaccinated. Now, some on the right put forth that the totalitarian left, which dominates the American progressive movement, is using the pandemic to set up an all-powerful central government. The corrupt media scoffs at that, but I say not so fast. Let us travel down to New Zealand, an isolated island nation located between Australia and South America. Just 5 million people live there, and they are known as Kiwis. New Zealand is a very liberal country, but has an extremely harsh COVID footprint. Even though only 46 Kiwis have died from COVID and 80% of the population is vaccinated, the Wellington government continues to lock down the country. Want to fly in for a look? You can't. All international travel is banned. Everyone is required to wear masks outside. No large groups are allowed. Not a lot of protests over the tough measures. Kiwis are generally doing what they are told to do. Now comes word that New Zealand plans to ban cigarettes and other tobacco products. Not allowed. And you will be punished if you use them. After successfully ordering strict COVID rules, the New Zealand government, a democracy, is now on the hunt to ban stuff forever. This is exactly what some conservatives in America predicted, that a centralized, progressive government would use COVID to attack personal choice. You will comply or else. And if we want to ban something, we'll ban it. Finally, I believe it is my patriotic duty to get vaccinated. I don't especially trust the government, but I'm not a conspiracy monger. I believe the medical research and encourage others to do the same. But the Kiwis have lost freedoms because the people have empowered the militant government. And that is worth thinking about. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com and you will like our Christmas store. In a moment, something you might not know. 
Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 158 years ago today, Abraham Lincoln announced a grant of amnesty for the widow of a well-known Confederate general. The woman also happened to be the sister of America's first lady, Mary Todd Lincoln. Here is the story behind the pardon that nobody knows about. Emily Todd was a wealthy debutante from an influential Kentucky family. She would become the wife of Confederate General Benjamin Helm. The Helms visited Abraham and Mary Lincoln throughout the 1850s before the war. Despite deep political differences, the two couples enjoyed a close relationship. With the Civil War looming, President Lincoln offered Helm an officer's commission in the Union Army, but Helm declined, instead returning to Kentucky to fight for the South. The general was killed in combat on September 21, 1863, at the age of 32. After her husband's death, Emily quietly made her way through Union lines to Washington, D.C., finding shelter inside the White House. The Lincolns tried to keep her visit a secret. The president's closest advisors demanded he boot his relative from the capital city, accusing him of harboring a, quote, rebel. Despite her low profile, Emily's presence did spark outrage among some in the press. So Abraham Lincoln finally addressed the issue publicly, stating, quote, To whom it may concern, it is my wish that Mrs. Emily T. Helm, now returning to Kentucky, may have the protection of the presidency. So the widow did return to Kentucky. Emily Todd Helm died on February 20th, 1930 at the age of 93. And here's something else you might not know. The pardon of his sister-in-law was one of the first under Lincoln's plan for reconstruction. It served as a president's blueprint for reintegrating the South into the Union. Of course, he would not live long enough to see his policies implemented. President Lincoln was assassinated 16 months later, and the nation never was fully reconciled until decades later. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. 
And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.